The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And for all of my new listeners, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. And most importantly, we want to thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Now, we have a great show tonight. Uh, I'm so uh, glad, so privileged, so honored that I have my first international guest uh, all the way from Kenya. Uh, We we will be talking about uh, the different aspects of financial literacy. That's the topic for tonight. So please stay tuned for that segment. I've kind of been having, unfortunately, we're having a little technical difficulties. My guest was here, and now it seems as if we she's offline at the moment. So please be patient with us uh, for this brief moment. In the meantime, if you have any questions and or comments, you can call in at 917-889-8078. If you have any questions and or comments, you can call in at 917-889-8078, and we will address your uh, questions and or your comments. Uh, I do want to make mention of, if you haven't had a chance to order a copy of my finance book, the book is called Money Responsibly. You can get it on Amazon or you can go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com and click on the contact us page and submit your request for an autograph copy. And we will make sure that we can get uh, you the instructions of how to get uh, an autograph copy uh, in your hands. And of course, we would greatly appreciate the support. Uh, I, I think the book is a fantastic book to start your journey or to continue your journey to financial freedom. And if you didn't know, you can listen to all of my past shows on demand. Uh, We we can be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. But you can also go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com, and you can click on the radio show banner. I've actually uh, created a page on my website dedicated to the show. And you can see a gallery of all of the past guests that we've had here on the show, as well as a listing of all of the what I call solo shows where we have addressed a number of different financial topics. But I have to say uh, the guests have been absolutely incredible. I've been blessed and fortunate to connect with a lot of fantastic, awesome people with various backgrounds, various talents, various uh, uh, wealth of information from life strategists to financial advisors to uh, uh, college strategists. So we've had an assortment of different guests. So please check that out if you hadn't had the opportunity to do so. Now I'm kind of waiting for my guests to uh, dial back in. But in the meantime, uh, the topic tonight, like I mentioned earlier, is called the different aspects of financial literacy. Now, 
I know that a lot of time, especially being here in the U.S., we focus a lot on just what's going on here in the U.S. regarding financial literacy. But financial literacy is a skill that everyone uh, needs to have across the world. Uh, you may have heard the term money goes around and around, and for sure it does. So I think my guest is on. Hold on just a moment. Sheila, are you there? Hello, Sheila. Okay, we're having some technical issues. Uh, Sheila, are you there? Please check to make sure that you're not on mute. <laughs> Sheila, are you there? If you, if hopefully you can hear me, but I, unfortunately I can't hear you. So please check your equipment to see if there's a problem there. In the meantime, as you're checking that, I'm going to go ahead and read your bio in hopes that by the time that I complete your bio, uh, we will have you on. Uh, my guest tonight is a financial literacy advocate, economist, and a data analyst focused on creating financial literacy awareness from a millennial's perspective to help people and organizations become better money managers, ultimately achieving their financial goals. Her passion in creating a financially healthy society led her to starting Financial Wellness Center and the Entrepreneurs Academy. Her vision is to inspire Africa and the world to embrace financial education, both at an individual, societal, and business level through easy, flexible, and accessible digital channels. She currently hosts monthly WhatsApp financial wellness classes, which has since transformed the financial lives of over 2,000 individuals and multiple businesses across the globe. She also hosts a weekly Wealth Wednesday show on her YouTube channel that seeks to empower potential upcoming and veteran entrepreneurs and investors learn various business models and tragedies to apply, excuse me, strategies to apply in their businesses with the aim of creating brand preference, customer satisfaction, business growth, and well-informed investment decisions. Let's welcome to the show tonight, Sheila, are you there? Okay, we're having some technical issues. Sheila, if you can hear me, I can't hear you. Please check and see if your line is on mute. I see you here on my switchboard, but I'm not getting any sound from you. Sheila, are you there? Sheila, are you there? Okay, Sheila, try again. See if you can check your mute uh, button. Maybe you got something on mute. If you can hear me, please let me know. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to hopefully work out these kinks here. Uh, so please remain here as we continue this segment. You're listening to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network. One in three adults in America have prediabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. 
Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has mom my. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say... Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with your host, Lionel Shipman, on the CWR Talk Network. Okay, uh, welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Unfortunately, my guest is having uh, some connection uh, problems. Uh, so, in the meantime, I do want to go ahead and talk a little bit about financial literacy. And I have to say that if we can't connect tonight, uh, getting my uh, guest on tonight, we will reschedule uh, the show. But I do want to kind of give some up. Oh, I think she's on now. Just one moment. Sheila, are you there? Hello, Sheila. Hello, Sheila. Are you there? We still have some connection issues here. Are you there, Sheila? Can you hear me? Okay, we're going to try our best to work out these kinks right now. Just hold just one moment here. Sheila, are you there? Sheila, are you there? Okay, until we, hopefully she'll be able to log, uh, to get through. Uh, tonight's show, like I said, was talking from the perspective of just financial literacy in general. And as I was stating earlier, uh, all financial literacy is, is not just for us here in the States. Uh, financial literacy is a need or life skill that everyone needs across the world because all of us from time to time have money issues or money problems. And you've heard the, the, the old mantra or saying that money makes the world goes round and around. Well, to a certain point, that is true. But it's very important that we all know how to manage money and be able to manage it responsibly. Okay, we're going to try this one more time. Sheila, are you on the line? Yes, I'm on the line. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Glad. Okay, good, good. All right. Well, I don't know how much you've heard. I've actually introduced you and everything. So uh, if you don't mind, we're going to go right into the show uh, talking okay. about uh, financial literacy. But uh, I did want to kind of open up by first of all, mm -hmm. thank you so much for being a guest here on the show. Let me say that first and foremost. Welcome. And, okay. And so tonight, as I mentioned earlier, we are going to be talking from the topic of, I call it different aspects of financial literacy. And I was sharing with my listeners uh, the reason why I came up with the title, uh, Different Aspects of Financial Literacy. Uh, one reason is, it's not only important here in the U.S. where I'm living, but it is important across the globe, even in Kenya where you are residing. So I wanted us All to right. kind of touch, touch on this topic tonight to kind of uh, express the importance and the need of teaching it, embracing it, and discussing it around the globe because money is something that affects all of us. So I want to kind of open up by asking you a question. If you can please share with the listeners, would you please share your personal money story or your personal experience with money? Yes. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Personally, I'm super excited to share my um, personal money story. So um, I came to learn about money at a very young age as my mom was very keen on uh, teaching me, especially on investing. 
although it was old school, but she focused on giving me the basic lessons. But that did not spare me from making the most common money mistakes that most uh, millennials make, and that was uh, getting into debt just because I had access to finances. So um, having taken a, a, a huge student loan and, you know, other debts that I had access to, by the time I was completing school, I was actually operating on a negative uh, balance because even the first check I had, almost all of it would go to uh, debt repayment. And this made me to come to the realization that uh, getting to have proper money management skills and financial literacy is very important. So that is one of the things that led me to focusing on getting to know how to handle money, get out of debt, and of course from the lessons I learned together with the education that I received. Um, they spearheaded me into um, becoming a financial literacy advocate so that I can help uh, fellow millennials and other people who could be struggling the same way I was struggling. Ah, so, so you experienced it firsthand. And I always say, well, uh, there's a saying that says experience is the best teacher. Uh, Sometimes that's not always the case with everybody, but uh, yeah. Experiencing things like that firsthand and learning how to get out of that. And now you are, at, you, you are a financial literacy advocate and teacher. What a great example that you can be to millennials and those even within your age group, but even outside of your age group. Correct, correct. So, so what is your inspiration then in the midst of, you know, with learning and having experienced financial literacy uh, skills on your own, what what has been your inspiration to help people with financial literacy? Uh, my inspiration comes from the um, life experiences I had, and uh, coming from Africa, especially Kenya, we we have a lot of. Um, problems when it comes to matters of handling finances. A lot of people, it's not that they don't have money, it's only that the money they have, they do not know how to manage it. So every day when I help someone uh, get out of any financial mess or learn how to become better managers of their finances, this inspires me to do more because I am able to know that I am impacting not just people in my country, but globally. So coming from a background that uh, finances were kind of uh, not talked about openly, it's one of the things that really inspires me to let people know that it's okay to talk about money. It's okay to make uh, money mystics and seek help from someone who has, um, who has already learned about it. You know, you know, Sheila, it is amazing that uh, that is a similar problem across the world. A lot of time it's not the problem is not that people can't make money. It's just that they don't know how to manage money. And we face the same problem, the same issues here in the States. And another point you made, uh, money was not really talked about openly. The same thing yeah. that happens here in the States as well, it's almost like a, ta- a, a what I call a taboo topic. It's almost like one of those topics of sex and money. Those are things that people don't really want to talk about. But it's such a need mm-hmm. that we talk about it so it can impact uh, and change their lives, hopefully, from a negative side to a positive side. Exactly. Uh, even uh, viewing it from a basic perspective, uh, even in a normal household, it's only assumed that it's the role of the man to handle the finances and everything. And um, where I come from, any time it was time to talk about money, as children would be asked to go and play outside. So we grew up fearing money. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yet it's something that you will be handling on a day-to-day basis. 
So that's uh, kind of affected uh, most of our mindset about money because uh, every time the conversation about money was to start, you were asked to go play outside or go to your room and uh, sleep. So by the time you become an adult, you have this mindset that money is something scary and it can only be spoken by older people, <laughs> not knowing that wow. you've already grown old. <laughs> You're right. I mean, very good point, though. Very good point. Uh, I don't recall, even with my parents, money being talked about mm-hmm. openly. I mean, there were some conversations, but... I guess the more in-depth conversations was done but behind closed doors uh, or either we mm. were told to go out and play. So very good point there. Uh, that I'm quite sure a lot of our listeners probably have experienced some of the same things. So that's, that's very good to, uh, to hear that we're not alone. You think that some things occur just with your own upbringing, but there are people around the world that have faced some of the same things. So. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, what is your experience? Seeing that you work with people now, what is your experience mm-hmm. with millennials in the way that they view money, manage money, and spend money? Um, thank you so much for highlighting that. One thing I've come to realize um, with us millennials, because I'm one of them, <laughs> we have this. <laughs> We have this uh, tendency of uh, you only live once. So um, anytime we get money, we want to spend all of it right there and then. And mm-hmm. also our our patience button is almost not there. <laughs> so... <laughs> We want everything in a microwave uh, kind of uh, uh, operation within 10 seconds. Okay. Please repeat that. Your line was kind of breaking up, but kind of shaded there. If you can kind of uh, uh, restate some of what you just said. You uh, you made mention about uh, millennials don't have the, a patience button, and you mentioned something about the microwave mentality. If you can kind of let us know that again. Your phone was breaking up at the time. I'm sorry for that. Uh, what I was saying is that as millennials, we we have a microwave mentality whereby we want everything in 10 seconds. We want our investment to grow in 10 seconds. We want our savings to grow within uh, overnight. And, uh, you know, this has really affected us because we are not able to invest with a long-term perspective. And this has led to things like uh, uh, most of us participating in a lottery uh, being conned and also, you know, taking, um, getting into things like pyramid schemes because we want everything there and then. That is on the uh, on the investment and saving side of it. Which, uh, on my end and other financial literacy advocates, we are trying to change this mindset by telling people, you cannot build wealth overnight. You have to, it takes time. I always say uh, building wealth is not a microwave. You have to invest in um, tools that you know. They will take time, but at the end of it all, you will have done something as compared to gambling or uh, playing lottery and, you know, wishing and hoping. And on the other hand, um, we, as as I said earlier, we are, uh, you only live once kind of uh, generation. So every all the money we get, we want to spend it at the all of it at the same time, then wait for tomorrow. 
Uh, <laughs> most millennials yeah. will tell you tomorrow will cut itself. So uh, that one has really affected us because you find we don't have the art of multiplying money before spending it. Hmm. And also we don't have this ideology of delayed gratification. I believe you've seen it with the millennials around you. If you tell them to wait for something, uh, even to make a purchase after a week, uh, you fight a lot. They are like, no, 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 no. By then it will have been out of fashion. I need it now. <laughs> so, yeah, that is the experience I've had with fellow millennials. Ah, so that that's that's good to hear. I uh, I can... Of course, I, I guess then I'm a little older than you are. But, and by the way, all my listeners, I was on Sheila's uh, show about a few weeks ago. So that's how we kind of uh, got to know each other uh, from that perspective. But uh, it, it's, it's rather neat to the, what I call it the YOLO, you only live once mm-hmm. mentality. Mm-hmm. I think that we've mm-hmm. kind of all gone through that. I mean, I'm I'm 50 years young, <laughs> and <laughs> I have had I've had that mentality from time to time. And I often tell my listeners that, you know, every now and then, even though I teach, and this is what I do for a living, is teaching people, educating people about financial literacy. There are times when I have the microwave men- mentality uh, with certain things. But I always have to go back to my education and looking at my goals and looking at uh, the benefits, weighing everything out. And that's where the education piece, the financial literacy piece comes in. It helps you think mm-hmm. about uh, your future before you make that purchase or before you spend that money or before you do something that may be irresponsible regarding your finances. So. Thank you so much for shedding some light on that. It's, it's great to hear uh, the uh, different perspective uh, across, what I say, across the globe. You're welcome. And it's yeah. something that cuts across. Uh, just to highlight another thing with millennials is that we know how to make money. Making money is not a problem that much. You find that a lot of millennials are willing to go the extra mile to make money. They are willing to create multiple streams of income. You can see that even right now we have young kids as, uh, as old as eight years. They are, you know, taking advantage of the internet like YouTube and, you know, making money out of it. But the problem is managing and maintaining the money. Good point. Good point. So with that said then, what are some of the financial literacy issues that you see in Kenya, where you're, where you're from? Uh, thank you so much for that question. Uh, there are quite a number, but I will highlight the uh, four major ones. The first one okay. is over-reliance to the financial industry. Now, we are a society whereby if the bank says something, we don't question it. We assume it's right. Okay. We don't think about it. We assume it's okay. Uh, if the, uh, for example, if an insurance agent comes to me and tells me that this policy is good for you, just sign. I will sign without reading the terms and conditions. Then mm. by the time I reach maturity of my, um, my policy, it's when I realized there are things I needed to check. So we have greatly uh, over-relied on the uh, financial industry in that we have lost our own decision-making power. We do not check on the simple things. Another example is like when someone is taking a loan. When they are taking a loan, they don't consider to ask things like, what will be the interest? How long should I be paying this loan? What, um, what happens in case I default? They don't ask that. All they do is like, I want a loan. And the industry will just tell you, okay, sign here and here. Then when the person reaches to a point that for some reason he or she is not able to repay it, that's when he or she realizes that there are things he needed to have checked 
before um, taking up that loan. So we kind of uh, over rely on the financial industry without uh, taking our minds with us. <laughs> okay. Very good point. Very good point. And then the next one is uh, most people, they lack financial knowledge, but they are confident about it. <laughs> you know, wow. um, this, <laughs> this comes in like if you tell someone, uh, do you know about money? They'll tell you, yes, I know about money. I, 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 I am a good manager of my money. But if you go to the next question, do you have a budget? Uh, or do you operate under uh, a monthly budget? Then the person will be like, uh, I do have a budget in my mind. I always do budgeting in my mind, you know. So um, if you go ahead and ask a person, what kind of savings do you know about? Do you know anything about saving strategy? Then that is when they come to the realization that, oh, no, I don't know anything about money. So um, we have this problem that people are overconfident that they are able to manage money, but in real sense, they lack the um, financial education necessary to help them become uh, better money managers of the uh, money they've been granted by God. Then the other one is um, lack of uh, government initiatives, frameworks, and regulations. Uh, this one, I'll just uh, touch basis on the education side of it you find that our education system will prepare you to get employed, but it will not prepare you to manage the income you get from the employment or the business you start. So what we have ended up is having people who are so good at getting a job, so good at setting up businesses, but they are failing at maintaining the income they get from uh, these um uh, from these sources. And um, another thing is that the government is kind of reluctant um, to, uh, to, to fund initiatives that are going to support people learn how to manage money. Because, um, you know, at an individual level, you can't do much. But when the government sets in and starts initiatives like in public, um, in public institutions, you'll find that you'll have a wider coverage as compared to when you do it at an uh, individual or private uh, basis. Then the last problem is that we lack life cycle planning. This is whereby you find that um, the old people, there's a gap between the old and the young in terms of um, the, we, most of us don't plan or set our kids on a foundation that will help them learn about money. So you find that by the time uh, a kid has become an adult, he doesn't know anything about money because there's no planning from the parents. You know, if a parent is able to set the kid up at a young age, you find that um, the life cycle will be easier and it will reduce the knowledge gap or the wealth creation gap. So what has resulted to, uh, the result of this is that we are finding the old people are the more wealthy, but the young people, we are still at the bottom of the uh, of this call because uh, the older people, they already know how to make the wealth, they know how to maintain their money, but they failed at bridging this gap between us and them. So you end up finding this things like the rich are getting richer or the older people are getting richer while the younger ones are still struggling. Yeah, so those are the issues that we are currently facing um, when it comes to financial literacy in Kenya. Okay, well, I'll put it like this. I'm so glad that we met and uh, getting to know each other, working together, and hopefully in the future, uh, once COVID-19 is under control, I would love to come to Kenya. Uh, we, I think we may have even briefly mentioned that. But uh, 
You're right. And and some of the same issues are here in the U.S. as well. And it's Mm -hmm. up to people like us, financial literacy advocates, teachers, educators, to help those that don't have, especially the the younger generation. And it's something Mm -hmm. that I encourage a lot of parents here. We were very fortunate, my wife and I. We started teaching our children about money at the age of six. And, you know, every year we add on, we added something else onto that education and we expanded that foundation to the point to where now they're both in college and they're managing a certain amount of money while they're in college. Of course, once they graduate and get out on their own, they will have all, they will have, they will be used to doing a budget. They are used to planning and things like that. So, but yes, it is. I can just by hearing you talk about those four major issues there in Kenya, we're having some of the same issues here in the States as well. So which goes to show us that at, from a global standpoint, we're all facing some of the same issues and needing the same solutions as well. Exactly, exactly. And you just mentioned about visiting Kenya. Definitely it would be a pleasure hosting you there. Maybe we can do a conference or just something, you know, just oh, to let absolutely. people know that let to let people know that the problems we face uh, in Kenya they are the same that uh, people face in the U.S. because we have this mentality. I'm not sure if uh, you have the same, but some of the people have this mentality that if I go to U.S., my life is going to change. But what they don't understand is if even if you relocate with the same mentality, then you're not going to experience any change. You have to first of all change your mindset. Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent. If you don't change the the only thing that change would be the location. But if you don't change the mindset, <laughs> <laughs> you can have a bad mindset or irresponsible mindset in Kenya. You can go to Switzerland, mm. you can go to Sweden, you mm. can go to the UK, you can come to the US, and you're still going to have the same results if you have that same mindset. Oh. So very good point. Excellent point. Now, Sheila, tell us about uh, the Financial Wellness Center and its mission and goal. Uh, Financial Wellness Center is an organization that is focused on helping individuals and businesses to uh, learn money principles, put them into action so that they can achieve their financial goals in a very uh, easy and simple way. And our mission is to impact as many people as possible, not just in Africa, but across the globe. I always say um, my goal is to have in every household at least one person who has undertaken a money management course uh, to have at least a curriculum in most of our institutions that teaches about money such that by the time you walk out of an educational institution, you know how to handle money and how to make money. So that is our mission. And, uh, yeah. Now, now how long have you had your organization? I started it in 2019, so we are one year and maybe 10 months. Okay. Well, congratulations. And, of course, uh, I, I keep up with it because we're connected on LinkedIn and all, and great work. Uh, very appreciative of the work that you're doing through your organization. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, as we let's see, I got a couple other questions that I do want to ask. Uh, oh, I love this question. Whenever I, I'm talking with a fellow uh, financial person, in your mm-hmm. experience, in your experience, why do some people find it hard to manage money effectively? Perfect. Um, I like this question also. As I was going through it, I had a lot of things to say, but I highlighted four things that are affecting us currently. And the first one is we have 
choice overload. We have a lot of options to choose from such that you end up being overwhelmed and just um, just make a, a decision or a choice, not necessarily considering your finances. For example, uh, if you want to say to book a flight right now, if you just Google online, book a flight, a lot of things will pop up. So you will find that you have a lot of options such that your mind becomes overwhelmed and within a few minutes, you're like, I just want to book it. I don't care about the price. I don't care about anything. So that is one thing that you find uh, a lot of people struggling with because they just make a decision to get away with it. Then later on, find out that, oh, no, I did the wrong uh, money decision. I could have, you know, waited maybe. Maybe I could have checked even further. But since you have a lot of options available on your on your on your face or um, at hand, you just get overwhelmed. The second one is uh, most people um, find it hard to manage their money effectively because we have a pro a problem of lifestyle overload. You see, um, a lot nowadays we are more busy as compared to how we were busy 20 years ago. There there is a lot of things to do. We have other to make time that we don't really have time to sit down and maybe take a look through our bank statement. Sheila, I hate to I hate to interrupt you again. Uh, that your lifestyle piece comments was kind of blurred out. I, I hate to have you to start over to address the lifestyle overload again. Uh, it kept going in and out. If you can kind of give us that again. All right, no problem. Uh, about the lifestyle overload is we don't have time to go over our finances or make okay. major financial decisions. Um, our lifestyle currently is so busy such that you find you don't have even time to go over your bank statements for the last three months. Just the time when you are sitting down to go over your finances. Uh, a WhatsApp message will just pop up from nowhere, or that is when you'll hear your friend is going live, or that is when you will remember that you need to make that call because our lifestyle has become um, quite uh, engaging. You can't compare it with how it was 20 years ago. Um, it's like 20 years ago, people had more time to, you know, take care of them. They didn't have the money, but they Sheila, I apologize again. I, your, the line is breaking up again. I can barely hear you. Can you hear me? Sheila, are you there? Yes, I can hear you very well. Okay, I'm sorry, but I it, it, it yes. I lost you there for a couple of I know we went over the choice overload. We went over the lifestyle overload. Uh, if you can give us the other point that you had made. Yeah, the other one I said uh, is the media overload. Media overload, okay. All right. And I do apologize. Well, by, um, we... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. Uh, uh, where I was saying uh, media overload is whereby we have a lot of adverts popping on our 
before our eyes every now and then. Example, the last time you checked on LinkedIn, even before you browse be beyond three posts, there's already an advert popping up asking you to buy something or to get something. So this has resulted to quite a number of people ending up making impulse purchases because we have um, a lot of adverts coming in. The same way you can't watch your TV for one hour continuously without an advert coming up. So that has resulted to most people finding it hard to manage their money because they just find themselves uh, making impulse purchases. And the last point is basic necessities overload. Uh, you may agree with me that right now, um, a lot of things that before they were not that important, they've become important. For example, 10 years ago, um, having a phone was not that important or having internet was not that important because people were living um, near each other and we really did not consider much on um, such kind of things. But right now, I believe even you in your budget, in your monthly budget, you have some money set aside to pay for internet. You have some money set aside to uh, cater for uh, the basic cable, uh, for cell phone, for computer maintenance, for software upgrade. So our basic necessities are kind of shifting. Um, before you could say basic necessity is just food, clothes, and shelter, but with this COVID, we've come to the realization that internet is now a basic necessity. So um, the things that you used to think they are not a basic necessity some time back, they've now added to the basic necessity list, thus becoming, it, um, becoming difficult for people to effectively manage their, um, their money if they do not have financial education. Absolutely. Very good points there. Now, as we're coming down, we got just a, about a, a good five minutes before we are going to be closing out the show. Uh, I want to take this time, uh, uh, if you would, Sheila, will you please provide uh, our listeners uh, means of contacting you or contacting your organization uh, for any questions or for uh, assistance of any kind? If you can please provide all of your contact information, website, social media, and anything that you'll be doing uh, uh, in the next few weeks or so. Sure. Thank you so much. Uh, our listeners can find us or can contact us on our website, which is www.financialwellnesscenter.co.ke. They can also write us an email at um, info at financialwellnesscenter.co.ke. They can find us on LinkedIn, Financial Wellness Center, Facebook, Financial Wellness Center, and Instagram at Financial Wellness Center. Okay. They can, as well, um, they can as well write us a WhatsApp message on um, plus 254. 702-091-970. Okay, perfect. Well, Sheila, uh, unfortunately, with some of the uh, technical issues uh, that we've had, but I am so glad that we were able to get you here on the show. I thank you so much for sharing uh, your knowledge, your expertise, and continuing our efforts with spreading financial literacy across the world. Thank you so much for being a guest here tonight. You're welcome. And I have to say, I will probably, uh, at the beginning of the year, want to have you back on the show again, because uh, there are some other questions that uh, we didn't get a chance to address tonight, but I would love to bring you back on and continue this conversation. Sure, it will be my pleasure to come again. Great, great. Okay, well, like I said, thanks again for being here, and be safe, and we will talk again very soon. Sure, pleasure is all mine. Thank you once again for hosting me, and to our listeners, I am so grateful, and I hope to 
be able to have impacted you uh, during this show. Okay, perfect. Okay, well, that's a wrap, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you have not connected with me on social media, you can reach me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and also on YouTube. But you can also always go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com and shoot me off an email or, or up like this. I always tell people the best way to reach me, just Google my name and you will be able to reach me in a heartbeat. But I do thank you so much for listening in tonight. And I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We will talk with you again, but before we go, you know I always have to play some smooth jazz music. So let's listen to a little bit of this song. It's called Noodle Soup by 480 East. Take care, everyone. We'll talk with you soon. Oh,